Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Back to throw it for the first time. Going over the middle has McLaurin reaching in for the end zone and a score. <laughs> this NFL stuff is easy. That's Kevin Burkhart. We're Grant and Danny. You're listening to the fan. That was Sam Howell's first touchdown pass on his first career throw with the Commanders. Reason we play that. News over the weekend coming down that as of right now, Washington is preparing to go through the offseason as if Sam Howell is their starting quarterback, which in and of itself seems like not a big deal, Danny, because Heineke's a free agent. Wentz, they have the ability to get out of the deal, and they are certainly going to after how the end of the season went with him being benched for effectively a second time going into Week 18, so that's a no-brainer. But this report from Jonathan Jones of CBS was bigger than that, and subsequently I reached out to and talked to people with the organization And here is the gist. They are telling the offensive coordinators they're interviewing that their plan A is Sam Howell as their starter at the beginning of next season. They are open to bringing in quarterbacks to compete with him that that coordinator really likes. Let's just say someone's worked with Jacoby Brissett or something like that, a lower tier. Someone likes Mitch Trubisky a lot. I think they'll be open to bringing in a veteran backup type to push Sam Howell. But what they would prefer, it seems like, after what happened last year with Carson Wentz, uh-huh. is not to play with that fire again where they spend big money, $28 million for Wentz, would be similar or more for, certainly more for a Carr or a Jimmy Garoppolo, where they gave up, they were willing to part with a two and a three, it's going to end up being two threes for Carson Wentz, they don't want to do that again. And they think their best way forward is to go all the way in on the running the ball, the playing the defense, asking for less out of your quarterback having a mobile QB who can make a play or two with his feet in a big spot, kind of like early career Russell Wilson style, I would say, remember? Yeah. When it was a lot of running it, making the occasional throw down field, scramble on a third and three and move the sticks. Like Heineke at his absolute best. And they're hoping that Sam Howell can be that guy. I think they feel like Howell can give them, with a better arm, more mobility, better foot speed than Heineke, at worst, what Taylor gave them the last two years while saving their season when they won a lot of football games. And at best, more than that, and with a prolific defense and a good running game, they think that's enough to get them to the 10 or so wins to make the playoffs and be really hard to play and be a tough out. And that is their plan right now, not to make the QB splash, not to make the big move at quarterback, 
but to roll with how. And that's what they're telling coordinators. There's a couple things that come to mind for this. First of all, nothing is etched in stone at this stage. There's no binding contract. There's no, this is written in Sharpie that we have to do this. Hey, they called right? about Lamar Jackson and I changed my mind, okay? Totally, right? You know, or or something deal. happens in the draft or or somebody becomes available that you don't think will. Whatever the case, We right? didn't think Will Levis would fall into our laps, okay? And now here we are, right? Or, or Aaron Rodgers told Pat McAfee that he wants to play in Washington for some kind of reason. Whatever, right? I mean, there's, there's nothing that's committed to this point. Apparently his Aunt Betsy <laughs> lives in Bethesda, okay? From Bethesda. Second point here is I think... This media savvy group, and I really mean Ron Rivera more than anything else, is very aware of how bad that whole saga last year looked, I think, in retrospect. Where he stood up there, right around, starting right around now, as soon as the season ended, we've got upgraded quarterback, everybody. We're going to unturn every stone. I think I butchered that expression. We're going to overturn every stone. We're going to look under every rock. We're going to go find you the best quarterback possible. That's what we need. We called some teams. They told us to pound sand. We asked about Russell Wilson. He said no. Thank goodness, by the way. I was wrong about that. But uh, I called Joe Gibbs, and he was like, find one that's tall. Anyway, we're just going to ask about quarterbacks for everybody. We landed on a guy that was going to get cut, who sucked, who shouldn't have been here. We give up way too much for him. I benched him. He stunk. That whole experiment was terrible. Now they're playing a little bit tighter. Well, last offseason, to your point, they sat around at the lunch table a week before prom, and they said, you guys aren't going to believe who we're bringing to prom. And then all of a sudden, they started asking the people they wanted to bring to prom, and everyone's like, no, 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 no. no. And so they just, they got someone who was willing to go to prom with them by over-promising. You know, they're like, okay, I'll take you to whatever restaurant you want to go to. I'll pay for everything. I'll drive you to and from, and I'll do your laundry for a week. And she's like, all right, fine, I'll do that. But then they, they told you how much, they're like, no, this isn't, a five. This isn't a six, like you're suggesting or whatever. This is this this is exactly who we said all along. We, we we got the prom date you guys need and want. You're right. They they started the off season by setting themselves up for failure by talking such a big game. Yes, we're a great fit for a quarterback. Look at our O line. Look at our defense. Look at our our young wide receiver and, and the fact that Samuel's going to be healthy. Who wouldn't want to play with us? And then they found out the hard way. Lots of people. There's a few of them. Yeah. So this is the this is a much better approach, by the way, is is to do it this way. I agree. So the third part of this is people are excited about Sam Howell. You don't have a big sample where he's had a chance to fail yet. All you've had is a pr- promising preseason where he played a ton of snaps, threw a bunch of uh, balls and scrambled around, and a nice 19-pass sample against Dallas in a game where, admittedly, he looked good. I like Sam Howell, by the way. I'm, I, I want them to start Sam Howell, so they're doing the thing that I want. But to me, this is a, hey, guys. Don't worry about the last year or last several years where we just couldn't evaluate quarterback correctly and passed on a bunch of guys that are really good or didn't go after them and finally went all in on someone that stunk when we advertised that we'd be getting something really good here. Period. End of story. Forget about all the promos that I cut yelling at you guys to not ask questions about Carson. You guys have questions. We don't. I'm the one that looked at the analytics in Indianapolis for an hour that time, and I saw the film, and I asked his college coach if he was good. So you guys better stop this. He doesn't deserve it. He's great. No, he's not. You're cutting him. You're moving on. He didn't want anybody to listen to, to remember that part of it. The Sam Howell, everybody. Sam Howell. Right? Got everybody excited. Got everybody ginned up. This is a way to get everyone off your back, generate a little bit of buzz and excitement. And three, there's no commit. There's no There's no huge commitment here just yet. Right? The, the, the season we're in still isn't over yet. Next year's league year has not begun. Right? There's going to be lots of searching, lots of 
you know, finagling, lots of trades, lots of drafts, lots of free agent stuff. We're still playing this 2022 season out. And these talking, we're talking about next year, who's going to be the quarterback just yet. There, there's a lot of things that are going to happen. But to me, this is a no-lose situation. I actually think it's really smart. Yeah, I applaud them if they go this direction because I do think this is better than doing what they did last offseason. They took a shot. You know, they tried the Wentz thing. It imploded. It exploded, frankly, in their face. I mean, it, it did not work at all. Now, do I think Derek Carr is better than Carson Wentz? Yeah, I know he is. Do I think Jimmy Garoppolo is better than Wentz? Yeah, not by a ton unless Kyle Shanahan's coming with him. But the way that they play ball, protecting the football, yeah, I think so. I would even make the case still, and it's not worth going down this path, but I think Wentz himself could still play at a better level than what they saw this year, the injury, then coming back, the horrific game with the season on the line against the Browns. You saw it with the Colts, 27 touchdowns, seven picks, and a run first, you know, defensive led, leading the NFL in takeaways outfit. That's kind of the ceiling of what he might be able to be. We just saw the floor, certainly, in the, the back end of his starts of what he's capable of being. But they learn their lesson and move on. And I also think, while I applaud this staff for how they're viewing this with Hal, let's take the staff out of it for a second. Fan of the team, you in your car, driving with your hands at 10 and 2 right now, or sitting at home listening on your uh, Alexa or whatever. You shouldn't want them to commit long-term to a quarterback because we're just not sure how much longer this staff has. And one of the issues, there are a lot of them, I'm not pretending like there's only one, but one of the big problems this team has had, I think, over the years, Danny, is that a coach nearing the end of his rope will go pick a quarterback that is there after he leaves. The next coach then inherits that quarterback And it does create a lot of issues and turmoil. You saw it with Rivera and Haskins. You saw it with Jay Gruden and Robert Griffin. I think it's one of the worst things that happens. For the player, number one, Griffin, Haskins, you become a victim of circumstance because it's no different than if we get a new program director and they don't like the sound of our show or certain quirks and tendencies that we have, but CK may have. You're screwed in a way. Yeah, you're stuck. That's a reality. But also, I don't necessarily trust this group to pick quarterbacks anymore. I think they've gotten ample opportunities, not just with who they've chosen, but just as importantly, in my opinion, who Who they they haven't. haven't. Who they haven't chosen is also telling. And so I'm not going to sign off on drafting Richardson or another quarterback in the middle of the first round, signing a Garoppolo or a Carr or trading for one of those guys if that's what it takes. I don't want to do that. I don't want the next coach, if there is one next year, the next GM, if there is one, to now inherit Jimmy Garoppolo. So I think that the Sam Howell thing actually plays well and works. Yeah. If he's really good, then this staff is probably here, and you hit a home run, and and let's move forward with a mid-round pick. That's the, the greatest asset in football, a rookie deal quarterback. Awesome. And it's even cheaper than if you drafted him in the first round. Uh-huh. It's a double win. If he's really bad, guess what? That's fine too. Did you a favor? I know that that you know people don't want to hear that, but if he's really bad and the season goes badly and everyone's gone, that's okay because the new owner hopefully will have a chance to start over, GM, head coach, and quarterback, and they'll be better for that if it doesn't work with him. Yeah, it it really does trickle down from the ownership level and all these discussions, and we can't quite figure out 
which way is up on, on this sort of stuff, right? I mean, the, the ideal situation, of course, is not having Dan Snyder own the team anymore, but that whoever the leader is, is close enough to being a done deal where they're going to ratify this thing in, in March, and he's already pulling the strings behind the scenes, right? Where he's going to say, yes, we'll have some continuity with Ron Rivera. He's here for a while. Hire a genius offensive coordinator. Let's let them pick. I wouldn't, but you could. Then you have the possibility of... To your point, if we're going to draft a quarterback this year, which is what I always recommend, if you don't have one, you should draft one. But how can you then saddle the next regime with that guy, right? That process stinks, which is why I would just start right now. But how can Snyder start right now if we don't know he's going to be the owner or not? I mean, the whole thing is this chasing your tail around a fire type thing. So I do believe that they're going to go with Hal. I had enough confidence in the conversations with people in the know over there to really believe that's what they want to do. I think he's got enough support. I think Rivera thinks he can play. I think they were really impressed by his game against Dallas. This isn't all about one game. It would be foolish if this was all about 19 throws and 11 completions when he was fine. I mean, let's not go crazy. He was pretty good. It wasn't spectacular. It was nothing amazing, but it was a very solid outing, right? But they liked how he handled himself throughout the year. I know there was some question as to whether or not they thought he was ready. I mean, maybe you can make the case one of the people that didn't think he was ready is no longer there. Would stand I, I know that that's probably the case they'll make as they try to find scapegoats. But I think that he's going to be the guy. But I did have this floated to me by someone who covers the NFL. They said, is there any chance this is just their way, whoever they is? I don't know if that would be Rivera or the front office or the, you know someone with the team. Is there any way this is their way of just kind of spinning the narrative forward now where – Instead of us talking this week, next week, and maybe for several weeks if they're just searching for a quarterback about how badly they've screwed this up, how they haven't found a guy, mm-hmm. how many things they've gotten wrong at quarterback since they got here, it's going to be a much more positive conversation, and rightfully so, if they do the smarter, prudent thing and they just go with how. And for now, just like last offseason, they were able to scream about how good Wentz was and we just had to say, all right, well, we'll take your word for it. Let's wait and see the games. What? All we can say now is, well, okay, you think Hal's the guy? We'll we'll take your word for it. This also could be a strategic play to just kind of get us from looking backwards behind the car in the rearview mirror and start making us look into the windshield a little bit by saying, let's not waste any time. Because why do you do it right away? What the, the, the playoffs hadn't even started yet. And they've already decided it's Sam Howell time? Yeah. They had a press conference a few days before that where Rivera basically said, we got to look at everything. It's you know we got to overturn uh, all the stones we can and figure out like what we're going to do at each position. It's going to take time, and then a handful of days later, there's a national report saying they've chosen Hal and he's the guy. The timing is odd enough that I do think that that theory is interesting. Yeah, I, I believe it. So I, I think that's exactly what happened. I kind of mentioned that in my opening remarks about this topic. I, I 100% think that people think I'm being critical of Rivera when I bring these sorts of things up. I'm not. He's very shrewd. He's really good at this. He's really good at the getting the public or getting you know members of the media or whomever on his side. So it's basically like don't look at the record because if you just do a blind taste test challenge, his coaching record is not particularly exciting or intriguing. He, the those kinds of guys don't get to hang around all that all that long after enough losing seasons, which he's had. And I guess this wasn't a losing season technically, but it fell far short of expectations that he helped set. Those guys don't get 13, 14 years being head coaches consecutively. But he does because he's excellent at this part of it. He's he is good at at changing our eye line, changing what the narrative, what the conversation is going to be. Because if I didn't get the Sam Howell news, the instant 
we're we're bored here with that. You know, it's Wednesday. There's no playoff games to talk about for a minute. I'm going, do you guys remember how crappy that Carson Wentz search was in that trade and how stupid it was and how awful that search was and how embarrassing it was? Let's play the audio of Ron Rivera screaming at everybody after the Bears win. Let's play the audio of him telling us, uh, you guys have questions I don't. Let's play this audio. None of it looks good for him. It looks bad. We're not doing that. I'm going, you guys, it's Sam Howell for true. It's grand exciting, I tell you. The young whippersnapper threw 19 passes, 11 of them connected to his wide receivers. Probably should have been 13 with a couple drops in there. He's going to be he's going to be swell, I tell you. That's what we're doing. He's well, right. I think from a PR standpoint, it is really, really it's sharp. smart. And fans also are going to be excited by that. Yeah. But you're going to get positive press from, from non-fan media, too, that think that it's sharp. Like, uh, you and I are, are praising it, frankly. I, I have said since the day after the season... And it's not just based on the Cowboys game. In fact, if I was doing a pie of reasons why, the, the sliver that was the Cowboys game is, is not even the biggest piece. But it's part of the pie. He, he looked like he belonged, and that was important to me. And when you go back and you watch the All-22, I even was more impressed by Sam Howell than I was in real time, honestly, with the decisiveness to pull the ball down and run. I think there's what I'm going to be calling a Daniel Jones starter kit here. You just saw, and Sam Howell's not going to get to play the Vikings defense every week, but Daniel Jones going for almost 400 yards on the road in the playoffs and getting a win. It's it's hard. You know, we watch every week guys like Lamar Jackson or Justin Fields or Josh Allen who run around and make these great plays with their feet as a quarterback and how hard that is to defend. I'm not telling you he's going to be running for 700 yards in a season like Jones just did and like he did in college in his final year. But I think that there's something there that they can work with that they can build into this run-first offense that they want to have for whatever reason. And with their weapons at wide receiver, maybe your passing game becomes more explosive and vertical. And maybe that's the dream. But the best way forward to me is to, to this offseason, going into what I perceive to be a possible lame duck season, to use the fewest assets possible at quarterback. It's the opposite of how I felt last year. Because last year... This coach and this staff was going nowhere. I believe they had at least two years left. Mm. They had to make a leap. Now, I think the hourglass has been flipped on, and it's kind of a matter of time. So this is a Hail Mary of sorts that if Howell, a fifth-round pick, ends up bailing you out, great. Then everybody wins. But if he struggles and he doesn't, that will be a effective way forward for this team, too whoever their owner is and whoever the new GM would be. Yeah, this, t- to me, either way, is a is a chance to exit the hamster wheel. Now, That's people, what I want to do. Yeah, people that have listened to the show know what we're talking about when we talk about the hamster wheel. It's the, you got to win the dang games. I don't, don't take no plays off. Don't tank. That's for losers. This organization has lost as much as anybody else in sports for 30 years. They're the only team that doesn't have 11 wins. So if we're ready to have an adult conversation about it, we can either prioritize the future, which is starting a young player, or allow that to get us to a better future. That's the point. So our needs and goals align right now. If you like Sam Howell, great, so do I. If we're wrong about Sam Howell, that's better than starting retread Randy. That's better than starting another Carson Wentz, another guy that's on his second or third or fourth team, or another jag from some other organization whose best football is behind him. We haven't learned our lesson here. No matter how many McNabs, how many uh, Carson Wentzes, no matter how many Alex Smiths, their best football got them a reputation, and it's not going to work the same way here regardless of who's in charge. Stop going down that road forever, by the way. Don't do it. This is the way. 
Mandalorian style. This is what we do. So yes, Ron Rivera. Yes, the staff. Hooray for getting there. Maybe for different reasons. Maybe there's a self-preservation. I don't care your motivation. I just care that you're doing the right thing. Are you guys on board with what they are saying they're going to do, which is to act all offseason as if Hal is the guy? They're not going to give him the job. They're going to make him earn it for what that means, whatever that's worth. I I think basically it means he has to fail miserably not to get it. (laughs) But they are saying publicly what they have to, which is he's not going to be handed the starting job. But the, the path now looks like OC comes in here expecting to start Hal will get to bring a veteran in to compete with him, a Brissett Trubisky-level backup, I would imagine. And it's Sam Howell's squad next season, assuming he doesn't fall on his face at camp or the preseason. Is that something you can get behind? Avoiding the retread, not taking a big swing at quarterback. 800-636-1067. We'll open up the MGM National Harbor listener lines for the first time today. Next on Grant and Danny, we've got our double play at 345. And we're blitzing at 4 o'clock right here on The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Bring Curtis Samuel in the backfield now. Going to run a little option. How? Foot in the ground. Nice cut. How is in. Touchdown, Washington. The Commanders wasted no time getting the word out this weekend that they plan on rolling with Sam Howell. Maybe it was just a trial balloon to see how it went over. But I got to tell you, it went over pretty well. Fans seem excited. Want to know what you guys think about the possibility after just one game, 19 passes, of putting the organization in Sam Howell's hands rather than trying to upgrade at the most important position on the field. 800-636-1067 is how you can get a hold of us on Grant and Danny. Let's start with Walter in D.C. What's up, Walter? Hey, what's going on, fellas? Hey, dude. Um, I'm happy with the decision, and here's why. I, I don't believe that going after a, a quote-unquote veteran 
is an upgrade, right? Like we look at Carr or when we got Alex Smith, right? You're taking Alex Smith that Andy Reid had. We don't have Andy Reid here, right? right? I don't want some washed-up quarterback with an inferior offensive coach that we're going to have. Um, now, hopefully we upgrade that uh, offensive coordinator and he gets the best out of Sam Howell, but I definitely don't want some old quarterback that we've already seen what they can't, more, more, more so what they can't do. I love that Alex Smith point. Because this is the point that you and I made at the time. Like he was an upgrade. He's he's Charlie Checkdown. But it's not as if Travis Kelsey's coming. It's not as if Tyree Kill was coming. It's not as if Andy Reid is going to start calling plays for you. You're not going to get the same production. You're not going to get the same thing where a guy was in a better organization where they didn't want him. You're not getting that that at A plus stuff where Alex Smith was an MVP candidate the first half of the season and Washington saw it firsthand. Yep, that was that was never coming here. I think folks were naive about that. Let's go to Jimmy, who's in Columbia on Grant and Danny. Hey, Jimmy. What's up, boys? Hey, this was the right call. Um, I'm, I'm happy the organization made this decision and didn't beat around the bush around it either. Um, yes, uh, Sam made 11 completions in his only NFL game. Uh, but I think it's more than that. I think it's more than the numbers. Um, for me, it's, even just as a caller, I, for me, when I watched it, it was the types of throws. It was the velocity. It was the decision-making. It was the bomb to Terry which was so crisp, uh, which neither of the other QBs on the roster could have done this year. Uh, yes, I think it's pretty risky for Rivera and his staff to uh, hitch their, their wagon on Sam Howell. Um, but what else does that say about Sam Howell? That, yes, they will hitch their wagon to Sam Howell in the year that means the most to them and their jobs. Uh, I, I think this is it. I, I like Sam. I like his decision-making, his maturity. Um, he threw a pick, but... I think for the first NFL game of his career, uh, I just don't think it's coincidental. A lot of us really liked it. Yeah, yeah. well, it's not. Rightly I mean, so. He played. When you consider everything, who they're playing, what was on the line for that team, uh, the amount of reps he'd gotten with starters, like all of the, the context, which is significant. It was a very impressive first game. And yes, I, I was really, really enamored with some of the things that I saw, and I want to see more of it. My only reaction to, that has been, I don't want to say negative, but to kind of pour a little cold water on the Sam Howell train leaving the station is this is too small of a sample and people need to relax a little bit. Because there were two big discussions coming out of that game. Mm -hmm. Number one is he was amazing. He was fine. And I would say considering the circumstances, a.k.a. grading on the curve that we just talked about, he was tremendous. But if you just... Watch that game as if he's a fifth-year NFL quarterback. It was fine. You get what I'm saying? Yes, I do. People made it something larger than that. But to give him credit, with the, the deck kind of stacked against him as it was, very, very good, impressive, no doubt. The other thing was, he is this. Like, Sam Howell can be dot, dot, dot. Or, or we got ourselves a star. He's the man. Like, I just want to relax on all of that. Going forward with him, which I have thought all offseason since day one, makes more sense than paying what they would pay for the guys that are going to be available or having to trade up now because if they won too many games, frankly, to do what they need to do, mm -hmm. which is draft their quarterback. The Howell idea makes more sense to me. That is different than saying this guy's going to make the Pro Bowl next year, which I think a lot of people were, were puffing their chests out like, told you, we found the guy. Like, everyone settle down. Yeah, there, Let's Grant, just see what this guy is. Let's was, see what happens. There's plenty to like in that game. I mean, I know there's a defensive touchdown in there, but their offense was in a position to score a season high in points. Two missed field goals in that goal line pick. Now, those need to be addressed and discussed. But Well, he, he, they took over at the 20 on his first drive yeah. and at the 15 after that. So that's a big reason why they totally is, scored but, those points. But he, he was 
those data points remain. Like he was pretty good in, yes. that, in that game. That, it was better than we'd seen quarterback wise from anybody here for a couple of months. That matters to me. But I think the point stands. This is nobody. If you're saying it's over, the search is done. I would say let's get a bigger sample. Let's get let's get two games. Let's get five. But, let's, but this let's is see. also why like it is maddening that we didn't get more opportunity to see him. Whichever way you want to view it, by way of them winning too much that you didn't get to look at him. My point all along is getting a month to evaluate Sam Howell at the end of this season so much better than one game. Is, is the biggest thing that can happen for this team this year. Even more so than making the playoffs and getting waxed in the first round. Maybe I would say had they have beaten Minnesota or something, that that would have been better to get to a second round of the playoffs and win your first playoff game since like 05. That would be better than getting a full month's worth or five or six weeks of Sam Howell. But to me... The single greatest thing that could have happened in terms of the long-term health and well-being of, of this organization would have been more chance to watch how to see what you've got. Instead, we have one game to go off of. Let's go to Brendan in Richmond. Hey, Brendan. I'm okay with them going with Sam, but what I'm more annoyed with is that Rivera talks about how the quarterback position is the most important position, and he's right. So why is the first draft where we drafted a quarterback last year with the fifth round. Mm -hmm. The most important position in the game, and this idiot hasn't drafted anyone in the three years that he's been in control of the draft or going on four years. So to me, go with Sam, okay, but draft a quarterback. Draft two quarterbacks. Have an extra quarterback coach. If I was a GM, I would draft a quarterback in every draft until I – hit on a Herbert or a Josh Allen. I mean, that is a philosophy it. that people have is just keep throwing darts at, at that board. Jared Gaithersburg on Grant and Danny. What's up? Hey, guys. My uh, my mind's going too fast, so I'm hoping I get everything out that I want to say. But last week, when you brought up the name Ken Zampezi to be the offensive coordinator, I thought to myself, that might be the perfect selection because if you want a true evaluation of how you put him in a system that he's somewhat familiar with already, then you give him the next year, those 17 games, you can truly evaluate what he has. The way I see it is you've got two case scenarios. You've got he goes 10 and 7, they make the playoffs, you extend Rivera, you've got your quarterback, or they go 4 and 13, whatever it is, you fire Rivera, you clean house, you need a quarterback, and you go from there with next year's draft as much quarterback you know, talent-wise in the first two or three picks between all the guys. Yep. So it's sort of it's sort of a perfect situation where you can truly figure out what you want to do right now. I, I agree with you. I'm not big on the idea of Zampezi necessarily just because of the continuity because I don't think him only having to worry about one offense is better than two offenses if the new offense is better. In other words, well, he knows this offense, so let's not have him learn another one. Well, if this offense isn't good and or Zampezi wouldn't be good, then that's not better than learning a second offense with someone better who's running a better scheme, let's say. it just You'd have to tell me who the new guy is going to be. Like, Shermer doesn't excite me in any way. That's no different to me than Zampezi. It's kind of the same bucket, so to speak, uh -huh. of retreads who do nothing to get me uh, frothing at the mouth about the, the upcoming offensive season. But th there's a lot in that call that I like, which is to say... Win-win's probably the wrong term. I don't know that 10-7 and seven gets Rivera an extension. I'll tell you right now, in year four, though. 
I mean, if Hal looks awesome and they win 10 games, I could see it. But I'm probably going to have him go into his final year without a new contract and earn it in that final season before I give him. And maybe you could tack on one more year if he's willing to do that. Instead of being a lame duck, you could give him one more and then a la Kingsbury. You could blow him out with two years left on the deal. But to get an actual multi-year, you're going to be around a while, Jay Gruden-esque extension, you're going to have to do better than 10-7 and in your fourth season for the first time getting over 500. There's there's an eye test with it too, right? I mean, if they go, their schedule next year could be tough. I mean, it looks tough on paper right now, but of course we have no idea. Teams haven't formed yet, and this individual season hasn't even ended. But if it's if it's a rugged ten and seven, like an impressive ten and seven, if there is such a thing, then maybe. But if it's another one of these things where you go through a lull, you start off one and four again, and then rally because you beat a bunch of backup quarterbacks, it's going to be less impressive. Paul in the city on Grant and Danny talking Sam Howell. Story over the weekend, Washington getting the word out that they are hoping to roll with him as their starter. What do you think? Man, I think that Ron Rivera should have paid Sam Howell the beginning of this year. And he would have bought himself another year or two with the fan base because Howell looked good in the preseason. And, Grant, you kind of like the uh, father. Every time the son brings home a new girl, you're like, okay, yeah, she's pretty, but let's hold on before marriage. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I'm just you telling understand. you don't propose to her after a couple but, fun but, nights. But That's I, all. I know, but you got to understand, man, we're in, the, we're in a real bad situation right here. But we didn't date about 10 girls, and we got we finally found the one. We got to get happy about something, man. <laughs> don't be so cynical. You know what I'm saying? Hey, but like, what, if, what if she's not the one? That's a great call, Paul. Call I love back. It. That's really, really funny. Thanks for the ring. Uh what I'm telling you is you're saying, yeah, but I, I've gone through a lot of girls and, and I haven't gotten married yet. And I'm saying, make sure marriage is a one-time deal. Yeah, let's let's get a third date in. Y- you've dated twice. Maybe let's find out her last name. Let's see what her mom's maiden name is. Let's see if she's got any siblings before we get down on a knee. Jackson Raleigh, what's up, Jack? How are you? Hey, guys, I'm doing great. Thanks for taking the call. Hey, I'm I'm behind this. I like the plan. Uh, my only problem is I don't think it's actually a plan. I think it's a PR move. I think it's a spin move, like Danny said. I think they've stumbled onto this idea that they're going to sell to the fan base, and I don't trust them to follow through. I mean, if you guys remember Dallas week on Wednesday, Tyler Heineke was the starter oh, because yeah. Sam's not ready. And now all of a sudden he's plan A going into next year based off of one week. I don't trust it. I don't trust them. I think they're going to screw this up. I still think – you know, a veteran like Carr or something or somebody falls in the draft or something. These guys don't have plans. They're reactionary, and then they spin what they do. They don't have plans. Jackson Rowley listening on the Always Free Odyssey app. Really, really good call. I want to talk about that in part next. How do you go from Heineke is starting Wednesday morning of Because Hal ain't ready. Because Hal just, he's not ready to be on the field, to, oh, he's our starting quarterback for 2023. I mean, how is that even possible? So let's pull the, the layers of the onion back on that next. Plus, we can try to squeeze in a quick double play. Grant and Danny with you on the fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medela. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. He's Danny, I'm Grant. This is the fan. We just had a caller ask How do you go from midweek before Hal plays saying he's not ready? Two, saying he's your guy in 2023. And I will tell you, that juxtaposition has cost me some sleep trying to figure all this out <laughs> over the last few days. Best I can come up with is this. We don't know who didn't think he was ready. They may tell you that it was Scott Turner who didn't think he was ready, or maybe it was MPs or whoever who didn't think he was ready. But they might scapegoat Scott or someone else and say, he's no longer here or the people that didn't trust in him now do. They can also say that they learned a lot from the game that he played, even though I think making a huge evaluation off of 19 dropbacks and 11 passes is ridiculous. But, I mean, there's a lot of different ways they can explain that away, but it is not lost on me. And I think it's a very intuitive and a savvy point by the caller to say there were people in that building last week that thought they should start Heineke because Howe wasn't going to be able to perform. Uh-huh. Now, all of a sudden, he's the starter. And to that, I would say it seems like the only guy that really matters, Rivera, is convinced. Now, what did he think before the, the game? I'm not sure. That's yeah, a million-dollar question. Maybe he was a huge Howell guy. He wanted to play him and was talked out of it. I'm just making this up. By uh, Zampezi and Turner and Mayhew or whoever, right? Yeah. Maybe he was the reason Howell hadn't played because Turner's saying, you got to play this kid. You got to play this kid. And Rivera was saying, he's not ready. He's not ready. And then he played the way he did and completely flipped Rivera to thinking, let's give him the full offseason. Let's give him a true shot at this thing. I always thought it was preposterous and outrageous that he wouldn't have been ready after playing as much as he did and as well as he did in the preseason and having 18 weeks in the building. And being the primary backup all the weeks Wentz was hurt. Big deal, uh-huh. right? Wentz was out for several weeks. He got reps. Otherwise, he would have just been on the scout team. But it's a it's a great point. It's a very smart call. That's hard to explain away for this group. And that's why I've you know kind of argued this at the beginning. I think this is just as much a PR move right now as it is a fu- a franchise future decision, right? Because right now, we're not talking about the debacle that was last year's quarterback search and end result, which netted us Sam Howell. With all due respect, Sam Howell shouldn't have been playing in that last game. It should have been the guy that you went all in on that you told us would open up the playbook. And throughout, you've you know you you, you sold us the bill of goods that now we'll finally be able to utilize all the weapons. You drafted Jahan Dotson, which I, who I like by the way, but you you didn't spend on an offensive line. You, you didn't spend that much on running backs. You have a couple third rounders back there, and now you told us halfway through the year, oh, we always wanted to be a power running team. You didn't. There's no plan, or maybe there was a plan until you realize it doesn't work. So. If your plan had gone well, we would never have seen Sam Howell. 
And we've gone from that to he's the guy. Trust us. That's all. Nothing else to see here. It's a lot to deal with. And part of why I believe Rivera was not a Hal guy or, or was one of the reasons Hal didn't play is he always, I think, had to go back to Wentz, just to your point, so that the trade didn't look so terrible. I mean, he really needed Wentz to get yeah. back on the field at some point and obviously to play well, which he didn't do, so that it didn't look like it was a debacle and a horrible decision that he made. That's why it's hard for me to imagine behind the scenes he's going, I got to play how. I really want to play how. And also, it's his call. Like, he runs the whole thing. You're the p- president, the vice president, the speaker of the house, the, the speaker of the minority, the speaker of the majority. You, you do the whole thing, man. If you really wanted how to play, you would have played. Let's go to Jim in Spotsylvania. What's up, Jim? You guys are spot on. This is one of your best days. I mean, you're nailing it. Look, they don't assess personnel. They screwed up on the linebacker situation. We still need linebackers. They've messed up the offensive line. We need offensive line. They've tripped on the Dotson. They kind of fell into a thing here with Hal, and everything you're saying there is perfect. You didn't know what you were getting in Wentz. You got catch 22 would you went back and forth on Heineke, which fell into your lap during the COVID. Somewhere along the line, we've lost track on they are really bad at player personnel. And now, maybe by luck, they found a, you know, put lipstick on pig. This kid can play ball. Okay, good. Let's find out. But a year from now, if they don't win a playoff game, fire him. Fire the coach. Well, yeah, if they don't make the playoffs next year, I think it's a done deal. Winning a playoff game is a different threshold, and maybe that should be the threshold. But they absolutely unequivocally have to make the playoffs. And I hope for Rivera's sake, when he's asked on the first day of camp this time, mm-hmm. someone says, hey, is it make it or break it? Or is this playoffs or bust for we you guys? We don't want to put a label on it. Remember he said that? He's yes. like, oh, don't put oh. any pressure on these guys. We don't have to make the playoffs. Oh, my God. This time around, he better come out and say, absolutely. This is my fourth year. It doesn't take forever. See Brian Dable. We got to make the playoffs to, uh, to feel like we're doing our jobs. It's time for our double play. What's going on in our lives? Nothing to do with sports. Our double play is always sponsored here on GD. Brought to you by GovSmart, Intelligent IT Solutions for Government. Visit GovSmart.com. Just got an email here from a, a place that I like. There's a new sandwich at Bub and Pops. Genoa Salami. Prosciutto de Parma, Soprasada, hot capicola, pepperoni with roasted red peppers, artichokes, olives, sun-dried tomatoes, capers, aged sharp provolone, Parmigiano-Reggiano, and pesto. And this is my favorite part. Sorry, no changes on our featured sandwich because the way the restaurant does it is correct and the best. You shouldn't do substitutions. If you want to do substitutions, make it yourself at home. You know what the sandwich is called? I do not. It's the Danny Ruye at Bub and Pop's. I have a sandwich named after me. No way. At Bub and Pops. That sounds like an accolade. This is an accolade. Is that an accolade? This is an accolade. Where's Bub and Pops? It's remember it's in DuPont Circle, little hole in the wall. Place rules, by the way. I brought remember when we did halfbacks and hoagies? I do. And I brought you those giant unbelievable sandwiches. Oh, those were really from good. Bub and Pops. I got the large too. You don't skimp because it's like, you know, foot long. Who ordered the foot long? Big badass sandwich shop. Looks like a little red and blue place. Yeah, is that the it's right? just a tiny little spot. Been there forever. Is this it right here? This little hut? That's it. Wow. Bub and Pops. DC icon. 
So many people I want to thank, mostly Bub and Pops, honestly, for naming a sandwich after me. How did you pull it off? Like, so what was the it's, back- it's kind of pathetic and desperate if I tell you the whole story. I'll tell you the, a, a minor one. I'll take the whole thing. So, no, that's funny. My buddy Pete Bergen, right? Hilarious comedian, DC area, uh, who I've done a million shows with, great improviser, uh, great stand up. He's a, like, he wor- he's worked around there. He's a Bub and Pops frequenter. He's like, he, one of those guys, like, now knows everybody involved, like, knows the chef, Chef Jonathan, and everyone else. So they're buds. And, he like worked it for years. Pete's got a sandwich. And oh, he told I knew me it. he got a sandwich and then you said you want a sandwich. And so Pete told me I was like, dude, I think that's so amazing. And that's how we left it, right? Like I think I did. I think it's amazing. Like I love that place, etc. So he's hanging out with Chef Jonathan not that long ago. And somehow Old Randy Duye comes up in conversation. Oh, so you didn't even have to ask for your own sandwich. I didn't beg for that it. That would have been a but you didn't beg or you never mentioned it? Well, I mean, I said, I, I think it's amazing. I think it's cool. But you never went to Bub and Pops and asked for no. them to name us. Then that's a win. I never did. Then I'd say that's not and so Pete, terrible. Pete knows me. He knows what I he knows what I want, knows what I need, knows that I like accolades. I don't like compliments. Mm-hmm. So he's talking to Chef Jonathan. He's like, this guy, Danny's he's, he's okay. He's very cranky. He's got some weird stances on certain things. But he does the show, and he's a comic, and this, that, and the other. Jonathan's like, okay, well, I don't care about him. Like, whatever, that's that's that. But then Pete keeps working on him. Next thing you know, I get a text. I'm minding my business, hanging out with my kids. What kind of sandwiches do you like? And I'm like, well, I don't know, man. I like I like meat and cheese and sauce on my sandwich. I like I like I'm substantial. I don't want some kind of mamby pamby sandwich, no Brussels sprouts, whatever, right? And I'm, I'm we're going back and forth. And next thing you know, I got an email from Bob and Pops this morning. Here's your sandwich. It's Let's called go. the Danny Rouye. Accolade! Accolade! So, I got one. So read it again. I want to hear the sandwich. I'll give you the full thing. Good morning, everyone. If you've not seen or heard Danny yet, you're missing out. He is the co-host of Grant and Daniel, one is except for the fan. Instagram is at Humorous Danny. Now, this is a sandwich worthy of the name of such a funny guy. Chef says yes, and he should know because it's his creation. Genoa salami, prosciutto de parma, soprasada, hot capicola, pepperoni, roasted red peppers, artichokes, olives, sun-dried tomatoes, dom capers, aged sharp provolone, parmigiano-reggiano, and a little bit of pesto. No substitutions. That's my wow. favorite part of the sandwich is that you can't change anything. I would need several substitutions. You can't have them. To enjoy the Danny Rui. You can't have the substitutions. But I'm very proud of you. It's. I'm so happy today. Accolades, ladies Accolades. and gentlemen. Accolades. Yeah. Accolade. Way to go. I shoehorned that double play in. Beltway Blitz is next on Grant and Danny. And we got Jay Gruden on the show today at 5 o'clock. He's always outstanding. Make sure you're listening in an hour and five minutes. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com.